Hey guys, welcome to another episode of A Secret Life of Moms. I'm your host, Niche. If you're at home, go grab a drink, sit back, and relax. Before we get into this episode, we have a word from our sponsors. Okay, so tonight's guest is a very, very good friend of mine, and I will let her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Samaya. And Samaya is here to discuss her experience with COVID-19. Now, a little bit of history <laughs> on how Samaya and I know each other. We... Almost two years now. Yeah, it's been almost two almost years. Two years. <laughs> yes, it has. And we met each other, not by accident. I think it was by faith. Yes, I agree. I do. As towards the end of our time together, working together, mm-hmm. I realized it was definitely by faith. Yes. So she... It was for a reason. Yes. She <laughs> came to an office that I worked at and interviewed and... We had been through several interviewees prior to her coming. And I'll never forget when she walked in past the nurse's station. I looked at her and I said, that's the one. (laughs) I knew it. And when she came out and she, you know, spoke and then she left. And then the person who interviewed her was excited and, you know, talked about her experience. And she was perfect for the job. And I was like, we need her. That's who we, we need here. So, uh, history, she got hired, we clicked right away. Right away. Like, you would think we knew each other for years. <laughs> for years. Because we would be thinking the same thing. All we had to do was look at each other and, and we, we knew, knew exactly what, what was going on. <laughs> she knew what I was thinking, I knew what she was thinking, it was just like, like I said. A match made in heaven, right? Yes, we met by faith. <laughs> Not by accident, coincidence, it was by faith. And... She really was only hired for us to meet. I'm I'm convinced of that. Oh, we yeah, said that. For that sure. you only worked there long enough for us to know each other. And she was the one who got me out of that place. And I must say, <laughs> thus far knowing you, you mm-hmm. have always given me such great words of encouragement. Cause I've had some moments where mm-hmm. we were working together. <laughs> Health issues. Mm-hmm. You know, personal issues. And well, Kanisha has always been you know, just a great friend. Yes. And you as well. She is the one who gave me the courage (laughs) to leave behind a place I had worked at for almost 10 years. I was terrified, but it was something she said to me that made me take that leap, take that leap of faith. And I'm happy where I'm I'm at now. I'm glad you did. I am. And I I owe my happiness to you. (laughs) (laughs) So anyhow, uh, before coronavirus came and took over, we would meet twice a month. You know, one of those nights we'd meet, you know, at our favorite spot with the margaritas. We'd oh, go to yeah. Chili's. Oh, and yeah. just, we'd be there for hours and didn't even realize it. Yeah. And then our other night of the month, she would come to my house. Um, you know, it's a little chaotic. Both very entertaining. Very, because, you know, I got all the kids <laughs> here and, you know, she would be laughing the whole time, the whole time. I don't know how you do with girls, she would say. I love it, though. I always say, <laughs> Kanisha and her family need to start a video blog, which is blogging, so they say, because it's so entertaining. And I still, to this day, believe that you need to start because it's just so entertaining. I love it. 
Yeah. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's a little much for, for, for the outside world. But once you get used to it, it's, 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 it's okay. But um, when Corona started, you know, we, we did the social distance thing. We stopped our girls' night. Yes. You know, you had a busy schedule. Our, you know, schedules never seemed to match. They were opposite. So when you yes. were off, I was working. I was working, you were off. And then that made me sad. It it made me very sad too. We had to squeeze it in somehow. But then you got sick. Yes. So tell me tell me what that was like. What what was that like when you first felt like something was wrong? Like did you know that I that knew was exactly. Wrong? I knew right away. Mm-hmm. So I was at work and at work at the moment excuse me, we were getting our temperatures logged every day before shift. And, um, you know, at that morning I felt a little off, but you know, on flow was coming. So I was figuring maybe it could be that. Mm -hmm. Um, and this was literally the initial day, like the, the first day that I felt any sort of symptoms, which were chills. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a fever the entire time. And as the day is going along, I'm just shivering, teeth, teeth chattering. Like it's, it it was scary. And I knew it right away. I was like, yes, something just doesn't feel right. So, um, I did actually report to my manager because he was there at the time. So I said, you know, I'm just not feeling too well. I just want to run it by you. Like, what should I do? Should I leave? Or, um, and of course didn't leave, (laughs) But that's a different story. And yeah. uh, I took my temperature again, and it was within normal limits. So I just figured, okay, like, you know, we'll just ride out the rest of the day, and mm-hmm. all should be good. Um, sure enough, I woke up about 2 o'clock that next morning, and it felt like a truck hit me. I felt it all. I had the body aches. Still no fever. And I think it's just me. I don't really get fevers when I get mm-hmm. sick, mm-hmm. Um, which could be a good thing or a bad thing. But I had the body aches, you know, the chills, um, the shortness of breath began. I am asthmatic, so I was worried. Mm-hmm. And I immediately called my doctor. You know, I, I booked the virtual visits. Mm-hmm. I got tested. And at that time, it was early April, so the results weren't coming back that fast mm-hmm. as they are now right and i waited eight days no nine days nine days I remember. nine days and sure enough i was positive um and you know it was it was tough um it, it just it really was an eye-opener like mm-hmm. it it made everything real mm-hmm. like this is a real virus this is happening and I'm part of the stats. Like, I you think know? that's what made it real for me because I remember when it first started, I was in panic mode, and I'm like, "What? What is? What is this? It's, you know, people are dying, and and all this is happening, and I'm 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 afraid." And I remember when we got the news of the first case in Dutchess County. I remember because I was off that day. And I was watching the news, the kids were home, and I I think they were home because they were on break or something. I think it was like their last day of school. And um, I was in panic mode. And for me, 
I can make myself believe that I'm sick. Oh, yeah. So, for the next few days, I had tightness in my chest. Yep. <laughs> I uh, think I actually remember you mm-hmm, texting me. I like said, that. I just don't feel right. <laughs> now, my temperature runs 97. Everybody in the house was 99.2. And I'm like, oh, my God, we're sick. So, I went and got tested. Yes. Was the worst day of my life. Okay, now, I've been tested for the flu. All right, which is not a nice thing either, but I will say, I think they went a little deeper with this one. Yes. And it was quick. I agree. But it definitely, like, I was stunned for a second. I think they want they wanted to make sure people were having COVID or not because oh my that goodness. was torture. It was, it was wrong. Yeah. And I remember sitting in my car in line waiting to be tested. Yes, because it was testing sites. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. I'm scared. I, I don't know what to expect. Now, I've been tested for the flu multiple times. This is so different. This is definitely this, this is different. different. And this is not to scare people out there. It is over in seconds. You know, it's not painful, but it's very uncomfortable. One of the more uncomfortable feelings. Yes. yes. But I remember, you know, waiting the nine days. Now, your, you, your illness started after... Yes. I was all panic in panic mode and got tested. And every day I'm calling the doctor, nothing yet, nothing yet. I'm like, oh my God, what is taking so long? I could be infecting everybody at my job. Exactly. You know, exactly. And I remember saying, you know, I don't want to tell the job yet because if we start this 14 day quarantine and it come back on day seven that I am positive, I'm not going to get paid for at least seven days. Yes. So I waited. And this was in the the beginning. It was was fairly new. So I think a lot of, you know, employers and facilities, Mm -hmm. everyone was trying to figure everything out. Right. You know, the Department of Health, Mm -hmm. it was, you know, I think they had just implemented the the 14-day quarantine. And, you know, everyone is, had, or basically what I'm trying to say is anyone could have already infected whoever Mm -hmm. they were surrounded by. So it's, it was, it was tough. It was tough. And then I remember finally getting the call from the doctor negative and i stared at the phone and i'm like that's freaking impossible i'm just i know how i feel how can it be negative and i'm like all right i need to take it down a couple notches i need to stop panicking and just you know and then i started listening more and more to the news and finding out that most of the people at first were over the age of 65, had pre-existing health conditions, which eventually changed, but at first that's what it was. So I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm healthy. I'm all right. You know, (laughs) then I got the call from you. Yes. Yes. And I remember sitting on the phone like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm about to cry now. Just think about it. Like I was so worried. I know you, you checked on me every single day, multiple times a day. Oh, don't do it. I ain't going to cry. <laughs> Damn it. I ain't going to cry. Okay. But yes, I it's, called, it's I texted you. Though. I didn't want to call you because I know when you don't feel good, you don't want to talk to nobody. So I did text you every day, every day to let you know that I was praying for you and your family. I'm telling you y'all, she's a great friend and how much <laughs> I was missing you. Okay. I'm okay. But anyway, um, so what was it like on day three, day four, after you, you know, knew that's what was going on? And then, okay, so um, once I got tested, mm-hmm. uh, I was told to go in quarantine. Um, you know, with my employer, there's other logistics that go on, and I'm not going to really get into that, but 
there was a lot of logging going on, to say the least, whether mm-hmm. it was with Department of Health, myself, you know, my employer. So uh, I would say like day three, okay, day two, day three, I was experiencing severe tightness mm-hmm. of my chest. Like, and again, I'm asthmatic, so I already had a rescue inhaler and, you know, I used it and it just was, nothing was improving. It, mm-hmm. I could walk up one, two stairs and I felt like someone was suffocating me. And, and I truly, I'm standing by it. I'm not exaggerating. I felt like I was suffocating. So, uh, you know, moving forward, like the fourth or fifth day, I called my, my doctor and I, and I asked for some sort of relief, medication. And she mentions that she'll put me on uh, clarithromycin and she gave me a few other inhalers and I just, it, it didn't take effect yet. I probably took about what, three or four doses. So we're moving, we're kind of fast forwarding to like maybe day six or day seven, right? And I finally can you know, stand up for longer than like five minutes and mm-hmm. I can go and up and go up and down the stairs without feeling like I'm going to pass out. So, uh, that was about the first week. Mm-hmm. It was a roller coaster, um, with emotions just, you know, cause I was dealing also with my family being positive. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was a lot of that as well. And, you know, I'm just so grateful that we all, pushed and mm-hmm. pulled through mm-hmm. um but it was it was like I said a roller coaster I just felt like am I gonna have to go to the hospital am I gonna be put on a vent like you know you start to get these anxious feelings and you're also trying to recover you're trying to get better you just want to breathe so um you know along with that I'm still watching the news mm-hmm. I'm still keeping up to date as much as I can while I'm still also trying to get rest and it's depressing. Mm-hmm. I think there was a moment. I think I just, I, I had mentioned it to you. And yeah. I was like, you know, I just feel really down. Like, mm-hmm. you feel the utmost appreciation for the good days. And I feel like we all just as humans feel like that. You know, when you're sick and you're like, man, I, I miss the days when I could breathe through my nose. And, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, just if I could just breathe <laughs> yeah. both nostrils, yes. it would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and it, it's difficult because... You feel like it could always be worse. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about the people who've already lost their lives. And I'm just grateful that I have health insurance. And I I even have, you know, the ability to get medication and, you know, all of these things. So that first week. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And even from you and Mm -hmm. other friends, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, it was really great. And it was reassuring. And I'm very appreciative. So that first week was, was rough. And, And moving into the second week, I started to feel like myself again I started to see that light at the end of the tunnel I was Mm -hmm. like okay like there are the success stories Mm -hmm. of COVID like it's it's not just you know the end all be all so and then I remember our first FaceTime call oh yeah after that because you was like no I can't do (laughs) it right now I was not feeling it (laughs) I I I look a hot mess I just I can't do it right now yes and I'm like girl I don't care what you look like I just want to see you I miss you and you was like, yeah, maybe tomorrow. And I was just like, oh. And then I remember you called. You were laying down. And we talked. We, we talked probably for what, an hour or so? Yeah. Just catching up on how you were feeling. And, you know, I and those know. Those moments really do mean a lot. 
you yeah. know it really does I and I think I've told better. you before I, I've thanked you but I really mm-hmm. do thank you for you know the daily checkups and the the positive words and of, of encouragement, you know, mm-hmm. it means a lot. Mm-hmm. So thank it you. was for me too, though, because yeah. I miss you. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I gotta make sure she's okay. And I know she's talking about she don't, you know, she probably like, oh my gosh, she's texting me again. But I was just like, I gotta no. check on her. <laughs> it's so appreciated because you never know. Mm-hmm. That's true. And we were in a we were in a time, mm-hmm. you know, that end of March, early April. It was there was so much going on. There was, was information being spit at us so many different directions. Everywhere. So you just never know, and mm-hmm. it's appreciated. It's so appreciated. I'm glad. And I, I remember when you finally did get better, and you were ready to. Well, you weren't ready to go back to work, but it was time. Yes. And I can remember the fear in your voice and, yes. and and just the fear of being around people like you weren't even ready you had you didn't come over here for a while yeah and and I, I wanted to be sure that. and I respected that I remember you got a second test you know yes. I kept saying we're we're not sick we're not sick you know but I think you were more worried about making us sick I need to rather make than sure. us making you oh, sick of course. again of course but I was looking at it as she's afraid we're gonna make her sick but, you know, that that was what I was thinking. Yes. But then as I realized, you know, when you got your second test, you were like, girl, I'm okay. All right, when we, yeah. we going to do the girls' <laughs> night? So I was like, all right, she just was more afraid that she was going to make us sick. But I didn't even think of it that way. I don't want anyone to experience that. Mm-hmm. Not even my worst enemy. And mm-hmm. Thank God I don't even have enemies. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to experience it. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. <laughs> so I did get a second test. And... It was fighting tooth and nail to get that second test, mm. but I got it and mm-hmm. it was negative. And this is uh, probably going into my fourth week, actually, post-COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did speak with my doctor and she mentioned, you know, you're going to still be fatigued. Mm-hmm. You're definitely still going to have those post-viral effects. So, you know, it's they tell you that 14-day quarantine, right? It's it's not, you know, at the snap of your fingers, the 14th day, you're done with COVID. It's mm-hmm. like, and I feel like a lot of the times the media, they expressed it as so, and it's that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I did go back to work on the 17th day, I believe it was. So, uh, you know, there's certain clearance that I have to do and everything, but I was definitely very tired, and mm-hmm. I was told that I looked very tired by mm-hmm. coworkers. So, um, you know, it's definitely, I don't think it's just over after two weeks. You know, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that COVID, it stays in your system. Uh, mm-hmm. You may not be necessarily in a contagious stage, mm-hmm. but it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like it definitely wreaked havoc for a good month, mm-hmm. truly. So... I know that you, you know, would tell me that you were struggling to get through the day. And, you know, of course, the company that we worked for, that you yeah, still, that work, I still for, work for in a different department, they don't, they don't care. Yeah. They just want you there. Yeah. You know, and it brought me back to those memes where. We would send each other. Yeah. But the one meme that I, that comes to mind <laughs> is the car is flipped over and they like, but you still come into work. Right. And I'm like, dude, my car is upside down. But that's that's what that's how they make us feel. But that's regardless, how they make us feel. won't he do it? Won't he do it? <laughs> that was, you know what? I say that all the time. All the time. And I even say it to my clients because you know when they're feeling down and 
you know, they're worried and then it, 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 it comes through for them. I look at them, I say, won't he do it? And uh-huh. they look at me and they say, won't yes, yes, Miss Kanisha, they do it. Yes, <laughs> he, did, he did it. And I always tell them to pray. And that's what I did the whole time. Even after you were better, yes. you know, I to this day, I still pray every day. You know, and now even more so because it's not just COVID that we're fighting. You know, it's all these no. other things that are going on too. Yeah. And just it's equality just and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I remember uh, watching the protest on TV. Mm-hmm. And I said, in about oh two weeks, there's going to be a <laughs> lot of people sick. Oh, yeah. And because, you know, when you're angry... And you know you you you've had enough, and you're fighting for what you believe in. You forget everything else. Yes. About your own safety, and everything that's going on. So you know, while it was very important to do what what they did. Yes. I my biggest fear is that these people we're are, still fighting a pandemic. We're fighting an an uh, uh, um invisible enemy. Yes. That ultimately is attacking our community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard on the news that, you know, the higher numbers are in the lower minority, income, you know, lower income, the black, the Latino, you yeah. know, it's in our community. So we're just, we're, we got a double battle going on right now, Yeah, you know, and, um, it's just scary, you know, because I don't think COVID-19 is going anywhere. And, and the no. research that I've done in the past few weeks. COVID has been here. Yes. This is just a different strain. Exactly. That's attacking us differently. SARS. It's SARS. Yeah. When all the people back in China were wearing their masks, you remember the swine, the bird oh, flu, yeah. the swine flu, all of that? All of that is part of this. Yes. But this is just a different strain that is attacking us in a more aggressive way. Yes. And I, I don't know. I definitely did have some PTSD, and I think I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, with working, you know, in healthcare, uh, there's a lot of filtering going on, and you know, we do the best to have the safety of our patients mm-hmm. and the safety of us, and you know, the rest of the world, truly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, with that, there are still some patients who come and they're expressing, you know, I do have A, B, and C, and I get a little scared. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thankfully I do have proper PPE, but mm-hmm. I'm, I think a little bit more at ease just knowing, okay, there's more education. There's more knowledge mm-hmm. about COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're able to, I guess, start to live with it as scary as that sounds. No, but like, it's, it's, we're starting to be able to live yeah, with it. There's starting um, to be a new normal now Every store you go to, every uh, doctor's office, they have a whole new protocol now. You now have to call from the car. That you're outside, right? And say, I'm outside. So they can come outside and take your temperature before you can walk in. Mm -hmm. And then you go in, you see the doctor, you're all masked up. When you leave, you go through the back door. You go out the back door. Okay. When I took my, my daughter... We went in through the front. We had to go out through the back. Okay. They don't want any patients to, I guess, like overlap and no. They don't want anybody to as much they exposure. Have took all these chairs out of the waiting room. You can't even go in there and sit down. 
Oh, wow. No. That's the purpose of calling, to say you're there. So okay. when you come in, they take your temperature, you go straight to your room. Okay. You may wait there for 20, 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. But you're <laughs> not know in the lobby <laughs> with, with anybody else, you know? And then, you know, the gas stations. I get so angry, and I have to say to myself, mind your business. And I think of all the times we looked at each other and say, look, I just work here, and I mind, I mind my, my business. business, right? And that's still my <laughs> that, motto Those today. were our mottos. <laughs> but I was at the gas station, and that's probably the only place I wear gloves. And I'm yes. going to be honest, because I think the glove thing is a little bit, people are, it's I, a bit I, extra. It's too, it it's too much. It okay, because you're going to touch everything you're with the gloves, yes. and then you're going to touch your steering wheel, or you're going to touch your phone. It's better to just clean everything. Exactly. Except when I'm at the gas pump. So when I'm at the gas pump, I wear my gloves. And, of course, I wear my mask. You know, even if there's only one other person and he's three pumps away because the wind is blowing. Exactly. The wind is blowing. Yep. And I'm like, the man that just pulled up gets out. He has no gloves on and no mask. And I'm like, oh, my God. People are getting too comfortable. And I sometimes want to go in my car and say, here, put these on. And I say to myself, no. Mind your business. Mind your business. (laughs) You're protected. You're not going to get his droplets. Nope. You're, mind your business, finish pumping your gas, and get in the car. And, you know, yeah. that's what I have to literally give myself a pep talk. Because yes. every time I see somebody, and I know they see my expression, I try not to give them the side eye. Yeah. But sometimes we don't have control over our expressions. Not at all. Especially, I know, girl. you know, as a black woman, uh-huh. sometimes my face is set it, it, all, it all before I even open my mouth. Oh, yeah. And I don't even know that I did that. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm looking at somebody like crooked. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> where, is your, where is your PPE? <laughs> Thank you. And you know, with everything going on right now, and we're, what, um, I guess from like the thick of things, we're a good three, a little over three months, mm-hmm. right? People are getting too comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the outdoor dining has begun. You know, hair salons are opening back up. You know, life is getting back to some normalcy, but we just can't forget. Um, and, you know, I feel like, you know, there's pros and cons with everything, but... Mm-hmm. It's scary to really see how much people truly didn't know proper hygiene. Um, it's and how they it's still really, don't. Yes, the fact that there has to be a sign posted to say "wash your hands with soap and water," it blows my mind. Like you wasn't already doing that? doing that, yeah. But I can tell you how many times I've been in the bathroom at the Galleria Mall. I ain't gonna say what I was gonna say. But when the woman next to me comes out of the bathroom and I'm washing my hands faithfully and she walks out the door, the first thing I do is my head will swing around like, did this bitch just walk past the sink? She just wiped her butt. Mm-hmm. And you just walked on out. Mm-hmm. And, and God knows touching what else. What? That's the issue. And that's why I think it goes back into that PTSD. Like, mm-hmm. it's terrifying because mm-hmm. you know we can control everything that we do of course and of course. you know maybe even you know your neighbor or like your close co-worker you mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. somewhat you know have some control over those things right but it's everyone else mm-hmm. and like at the end of the day we still have to go get our groceries we have to go to the gas station there's there's still those human interactions that we experience and it's like oh good lord mm-hmm. i was in <laughs> listen i was in dollar general Last weekend, 
all right i went in there to get some detergent now i'm cheap i don't care i try to save a penny if i can I and the detergent i got i think it was tide it was a, one of the in the yellow container anyhow it was on sale okay but there was also a digital coupon so if you ever been to dollar general you know you can sync it you know put the coupons yeah. on your phone hold it up and and it gives you that extra dollar or two off yeah all right, so I'm at the register. Now, the woman had already pissed me off because I walked to the register that didn't have a sign saying closed, and she goes, oh, no, no I'm going to take you over here. At the register with the closed sign. So I had to walk all the way around with my stuff. You know. So now she's already on my shit list. Yeah. So now I'm in line, and she's scared of my stuff, and I'm like, hold on, this got a coupon. So I'm going through my phone trying to find the app, first of all, because I got 100 apps. You do. So I finally find the app. I had to log in. I'm like, shit, I don't even remember my password. Is somebody <laughs> waiting. I'm like, sorry. Yeah. But, you know, I already rung this stuff up, so now you got to wait. Exactly. So I finally get to it. I'm like, I can't seem to pull up the coupon. You have to do this and that. So I'm doing that, and I show her. Do you notice Heffa with her gloves on, get ready to touch my phone? No. I said, oh, oh. I yanked my phone away. I'm looking at her like, what? I didn't even say anything. And the look on my face said I'm enough. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. You're not going to touch my phone that I got to put to my face? No. So I just gave her this really, like, death could did kill she know? look. Did she, did she get the vibe? I don't even think she did. Then I had to say, excuse me. And I, the manager who's walking <laughs> by, come here, please. I need you to walk back there and look at this sticker for the coupon and, and do something. Yeah. So now he's fighting with her phone with his gloves on. I'm like, they just going to keep, you, you know, know, passing their droplets this, back and this, forth this through their hands. This is, oh my so I said, look, can't you just take the money off? You got the keys. Just this time. Just do just what you do. Punch it in because <laughs> I, I don't have time for this. So after all of that, I go outside and then I had to vent to the kids. You know this bitch trying to touch my phone? <laughs> Like, who? What, what was she thinking? The nerve. Does she know Corona is out here? The nerve. So, anyway, that was my experience. But I was a little agitated behind that. And, and that's the problem. Yeah. Like, you know, that's the issue. Um, I believe there were a few states that opened way too prematurely. And, um, you know, their numbers are shown. going back up. Yes. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just going to be an ongoing battle. And I understand that. Okay, the economy needs to open mm -hmm. back up. Um, but I, when when do we really... I think what's going on mm -hmm. is that people are thinking open means safe. Yes. I like the fact that they have the outdoor dining. I might eventually do that. But I can't tell you the next time I'm going to go in a restaurant and sit down. Exactly. Okay? I don't know. The movies are no way Forget it. Could, and to be quite honest, I mean... You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, and you know, we're both in the medical field, but it's six feet is just not enough, mm -mm. you know, mm -mm. and I don't get me wrong. I love that in the stores, you know, they have those little, um, stepping stickers mm -hmm. and cause you know, truly you shouldn't be on my back anyways. I'm just, I, I don't know how many times I've had to I tell people about that and you know, you know, spread my arms out and give them that side eye. Like, can you mm -hmm. back the fuck up? Like, keep it. <laughs> but you know, and don't get me wrong, those are all mm -hmm. good, but six feet is not enough. No, it's not. And especially this outdoor dining, first of all, 
if you're outside and just like a hitman has to factor in wind speed, velocity, and all that shit, yep. those droplets are bullets. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. If, even if you are six feet from me and we get a good gust of wind, it's coming. It's all over It's me. coming. Yeah. So I did hear on the news once that if you're running or uh, riding a bike, it's recommended 15 feet. But how do you do that if you're passing someone? Or, like, I'm thinking, okay, I'm passing someone. They need to be worried. Yeah. Like, is my, ma- do, is my mask on properly? They should be thinking, oh, my goodness, her droplets. And we all know we've seen the, that one person out there with the mask underneath their nose, and we're, we're just looking right at here. them. Or what about the one that's, like, it's just covering their lips, like you see their chin and Everything. their nostrils. Like, why do you even have it on? What's the purpose? I don't know. And But you know what? With the mask just over their lips, I'm still protected. Because now my droplet's going to go in your nose. Oh, yeah. So it's not that you're, you know, unless you sneeze or blow your nose, then okay. Then we in trouble. Yeah. Because truly, the purpose of the mask wearing is to protect the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, in this world we, we're living in, you will have the exceptions and you have selfish people. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that's that. Um, but the mask is to protect, you know, your neighbor, mm-hmm. the, the person beside you or right. the person who's more vulnerable, you know? Exactly. Um, and we all just need to be more mindful of that. But let me tell you, when this started, I didn't see my grandmother for two months because she's tough. 84. Yeah. I forbid the kids from going over there Yeah. because the, the one thing that I didn't want was for the kids to go over there and make her sick. Because while we may be able to get through it, she won't. Yeah. She's 84, diabetic, you know, hypertension. She's got all other things going on. So I remember the first time I went over there after two months. She called me. She said, I need you to come and cut my toenails. Okay. I said, Mom. I called my grandmother, Mom. Uh Uh-huh. You haven't had them no them toenails cut in a long time, have you? I said you didn't go to podiatry like I asked you to before all this happened, did you? No. I said, Oh <laughs> Lord. Okay. I'm coming. So I go over there with my mask on. Mm-hmm. Hot. Oh yeah. It's like eighty degrees that day. Gloved up. It took me an hour to wow. soak her feet. Cut the nails. Oh, wow. Clean under the nails. Yes. Which, Lord, I thank God I had on the mask and that I wear glasses. (laughs) I needed a face shield that day. Okay? I got hit with toenails and everything. And listen, I wouldn't have took that mask off if I wanted to. (laughs) But... After that hour, after I soaked her feet and scrubbed them for her, clipped her nails, filed them, then I oiled up her legs from her toes to her knees, all the way as far as up I could go. And she was so happy. And I was happy. Yeah. 
but I don't have I don't want to do that again. I, I don't yeah. I don't want to have to do that again after her not going for a few she months. She needs we need podiatry. We need and we you know need everything podiatry. was closed. Every, <laughs> I know. And she's diabetic, so of course I was afraid. Exactly. I had to be very careful clipping her nails. We need podiatry. But she needed them clipped, you know, cuz she her feet were uncomfortable. So, so I had get to do it. it. You know, that's the thing. We know that right. the places need to open. We and and it, I'm but... glad that they are finding a way to open back up and stay safe. Yes. You know, yeah. the whole thing, like going to the doctors, wanting to, you know, in the waiting room at a time, no sitting, no waiting, that that means a lot. Of course. You know, and it, it, it's sh- some people who get aggravated behind the new thing, you know, that don't want to wear a mask. And, you know, it's really just it's so that, that we difficult. can get through this. It's not that it's difficult. Not. Um, and if we just work together. Mm-hmm. You know, we can accomplish a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just these safe practices, we may be able to get back to that that normal life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, we're we're definitely still fighting it, and it's it's a it's an uphill battle. It but is. If you just you know just keep going, we we're gonna get through it. I think if we just everybody cooperates and do what they're supposed to do. We'll get back to you know being what we what we were you know yes. and although we probably won't get back to sitting in a movie theater no you know which I for one don't want to do yeah um I you know being at home watching a movie anyway what <laughs> I wouldn't mind going to the drive-in either yes you know they need to do that all year round somehow I don't know how but I don't know how about that one, yeah but... I don't either but um just. <laughs> Every start started, right? They've been showing movies on TV, Netflix, Contagion, Containment, Outbreak has been on every like two, three times a week. And the one scene that sticks out in my head is when they're in the movie theater and everybody's watching the movie and they laughing and they zoom in on the guy coughing and his droplets traveling through the entire theater. Now, people who were way more than six feet from him mm-hmm. got his droplets. Oh, yeah. Because that whole theater came down sick. Mm-hmm. So if we all just think about that one scene yes. in Outbreak, I think that we could, you know, get a better understanding of why we need to, to protect ourselves. Exactly. Like Wear the yes. mask. You know, if you're sick, stay home. Stay home. Because is it truly that bad to wear a mask for your 40-minute grocery shop compared to two weeks being inside? Now, I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. this right now. I was in shock when I went outside that first day after 15 days. I was anxious. Mm-hmm. I was so anxious. I, I honestly felt like I heard ringing in my ears, and then it went kind of silent. And then, you know, there was a lot going on. And mm-hmm. I... It was a lot to process because I'm like, wow, I don't think I've ever been in the house for that long, ever, mm-hmm. truly, ever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what if you compare the two, just wear your mask, mm-hmm. you know, practice, you know, these proper hand hygiene, just do what you have to do because it's just going to make a better and safer environment like that's just all we need to do for everybody yeah for everybody and the fact that you know i think it it hurts me because my daughter didn't get to go to prom yeah 
she's not going to get the graduation we all had. Yeah. You know, she's not going to get to celebrate like we did. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel sad for, you know, big occasions like that, mm-hmm. you know, the graduating class of mm-hmm. 2020, which to all of you, congratulations. Um, yes, they worked hard. Very hard. And they made it through the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it that is tough. Like, those are the instances where you do feel a bit of that, oh, man, like, if only. But, you know, what's what's life without our health? And I always try to be grateful and mm-hmm. conscious of that because mm-hmm. our health is so important. I think, though, in, like, I don't know, five years, 10 years even, when they look back at 2020, from the beginning to the end, this will be a monumental year. This will be in the history books. Yes. So much has happened, and it's only June. Yes. From the pandemic to the movements that are going on. I remember when 9 11 happened. It's truly historic. It's historic. It like 9 11 was historic. I remember where I was and exactly what I was doing when I found out what had happened. Yes. And it's now in the history books. Yeah. That we were I didn't talking about that. We actually. didn't read yeah. about things like that, but we read that. My kids read that in their school books. Yes. So when their children are in school and they read about 2020. 2020. Yes. I am just it it sends chills to my right? body right now. Yeah. Like my hairs are standing Truly. up thinking about when we look back at this year, it, it's going to mean so much. Yes. And the fact that she didn't go to prom or didn't get to have the big graduation and the, and the party, so much more is going to be significant. Sad, right? And yeah. yeah, I think that they will appreciate it, even yeah. though they didn't get with and what, what they're used they to. And we just pray that they so much more monumental. And moments. they will. Yeah. And they will. Yeah. I think, you know this will make that generation that much stronger. Yes. Because I tell you, for a while, I had been saying, what is wrong with these kids right now? <laughs> they bugging, you know. They're, they're more violent than we ever were. Oh, they're, yeah. You know, they're, they have less A little tolerance. reckless. They're We're going to re- be honest. <laughs> yes, very reckless. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a lot going on. But they're also very strong-willed. They I've are. That a lot. And this right here will prove that. Yeah. This, this. This year, these past few months is going to prove that this generation is not lost. No. They're going to get it together, and they are going to be, they're going to be important. Yeah. They're going to be very important. And I just hope that, you know, I know that during that time that we were all worried and didn't know where this COVID was taking us, I stopped seeing all of this stuff on the news every day about, shooting this one got shot here or there was a fire here this one was you know it was just covid covid and then slowly in the past few weeks i start hearing the the violence again yeah you know and not even related to the movement part but beyond beyond that you know you know i start slowly hearing it creep back on the news but i don't know i think people may learn to love each other a little bit more maybe after this year is done. I hope so. I hope so. That is my And hope. I think it has begun. It I definitely has begun. has begun. Um even, you know, 
uh, when I got that Rona, (laughs) (laughs) I came to appreciate a few things. Um, You know, spending more time with my family. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just taking the little things in. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I know I said this earlier, but truly, you know, if you've dealt with COVID in your family, your friend, yourself, just honestly take the good out of it as you can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's just keep going. Mm-hmm. Let's keep pushing. Yeah. We Absolutely. got this. Absolutely. I know it has definitely taught me tolerance and more patience. Because I've, I've always been a patient person. But, you know, even though I had to still go to work, the kids being trapped in this house... Yeah. They are a different type of, I don't know the word I'm looking for. They're a different mm-hmm. type of crazy. Yeah. You know, before it's... it was, you know, a little chaotic, but mm-hmm. it's way different now, you know, and I think that is slowly easing up. Finally, school is done. They don't have that in their ear. So what do you take from Corona? I take that, you know, we can't take our time with our family for granted for one. Yeah. Because these past few months, we have spent a lot of time together. Yeah. Um, and just being thankful, you know, for mm-hmm. still having my job. Because mm-hmm. I know there yep. are a lot of people out there that that's not working. Yeah. That can't make ends meet, you know. And I am very grateful um, that I have my job, you know, my job was stressing me out for a minute because the uncertainty. And can I say, like, I feel like a lot of the times the health profession Mm -hmm. would appear that it's like all of it's considered essential, but it's truly not. It's so it, it really is a blessing to have Mm -hmm. had our jobs during this time. Absolutely. And I, I know that at my job, um, my job is, is a non-for-profit. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, small company and, you know, they go off donations and yes. benefactors and, and, and really their admissions. And when, when all that was put on hold, we, we lost a lot of employees. Like yes. they furloughed some, they terminated others. Oh. So for a few weeks, I was panicked again Yeah, that Corona was going to take my, you know, my livelihood again. Yeah. And um, it was scary, you know, because I would come home. I wasn't sleeping. I was tired every day because I'd get to work and I'm just exhausted. And then my job is not hard. Yeah. And it's really not stressful. But I would come home exhausted. And it was just because our minds are going constantly. Yes, it was emotionally. It it takes up a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm grateful that you are. Your job is safe. You know, for now, still able to get. We still on the rocky road, but yes, (laughs) it's it's a little bit more safer than it was. Yeah, we'll put it that way. And I do know, you know, I I am still in contact with some of my other coworkers at the company that we worked together. Yes. And I know one of them, you know, one of the girls that I worked with, she was furloughed, you know, and I think she was furloughed maybe because she opened her mouth, 
you know, something that they did yeah. and she was not happy about what she should have opened her mouth. You, we should be able but to express ourselves. At that company, when you open your mouth and express yourself, you pay for it. Yes, and that's In a roundabout way. It's yeah. very unfortunate. Yeah. But again, you know, again, I'm just grateful. And I think she's back at work, so she's she seems happy. That's good. And, and, and you know, I don't know. It, it's just taught me to appreciate life a little bit more and not hold grudges you know people that I've been angry with I have preyed on and you know I have tried to let go of that anger I still have a little bit more work to do um but there Don't are a couple all, people girl. that I do want to go and just say I'm sorry for yes. being angry at you you know and some of these people don't even know I'm angry yeah. I just cut you off. We just, yeah. And I'm done because it, it's not worth my energy. But I feel like I need to go back and say, you know, this happened and it made me feel this way. But I'm over it. And I'm I sorry. Agree. You know, and, and because you don't know that tomorrow's promise. Yes. I feel like we're all fighting our own battles mm-hmm. in some way or another. You know, we all truly don't know what's going on in mm-hmm. someone's personal life. So I agree. You know, it's. A time for where we can, you know, maybe just make that apology or accept an apology or, you know, just move forward with someone or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think so. Whew, now that I'm all emotionally drained I from know. the crying and the laughing <laughs> and everything, this has been a very good talk. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming and thank you. For sharing your experiences because I think it's important for other people to hear it right from someone who has experienced it. Yes. Um, and I really Thank appreciate God. it. Won't I, he do it? He won't he do it. Every <laughs> time, girl, won't he do it? Oh, I say that on a daily basis too. Even in my own head. I don't I may not say it out loud, but girl, I'll say it in a minute. Won't oh yeah. Do it. I'm just happy. And um just thank you for being such a good friend and of you course. know, it's it's just everybody you, can't be you lucky give it to like me. You. I give it right back, girl. <laughs> thank you, and thank you again for sharing the experiences with us. And thank you all out there for listening. And I will see you, or you will hear me rather, next week, same time, same place. And again, thank you. Bye. Bye.